in your Bibles today, the book of Numbers chapter 22. The children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side, Jordan, by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel done to the Amorites. And Moab was sore afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. I hope the devil's always distressed because of the people of God. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are around about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers, therefore, unto Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there's a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth. and They abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people. He's looking for a hit man. For they're too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail that we may smite them, that I may drive them out of the land. For I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou cursest is cursed. I want to talk to you this morning for a few minutes, simply from this thought. Turn it around. Turn it around. One writer put it this way. What the enemy meant for evil. God meant it for good. I've come to tell somebody that circumstance in your life that seems to be overwhelming. God said I'm about to empower you. You're going to turn it around. And when I'm through, you're going to give me glory. Come on, somebody. Thank God right now. You may be seated. Offended? Disagree? Go on the offensive and cancel the material or the person. We live in a time of cancel culture. Cancel culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online or social media or in person. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to have been 
canceled in an attempt to use popular communication platforms to call out very real and dangerous and destructive and evil behavior like racism and sexual abuse. At times, the movement has gone off the rails and become, as one man said, like the digital equivalent of a medieval, medieval mob roaming the streets looking for someone to burn. I want you to understand something. I'm not in favor of the cancel culture. But I would like to recommend it this morning. Lord Jesus, help me right now. The Bible said... The people of Israel traveled to the plains of Moab and camped out east of the Jordan River. And across from Jericho, there was a cat named Balak, the son of Zippor, the Bible said. He was the king of the Moabites. And he was a little intimidated by the people of God. You see, when we get this right, every enemy that rises up against us will not prevail. I'm trying to help somebody right here. I said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right, let, let me try it over here in this section. I said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Come on. I'm telling you that God is raising up a mighty army in this last day that will overtake every enemy of the righteous. God is raising up a people So he becomes a little intimidated by the Israelites. They were terrified, to say the least. And uh, the king says to those around him, he said, You know what? That mob will devour everything in sight. Like an ox devours the grass in the field. So Balak, king of Moab, sends for Balaam. Balak's messengers who were elders of Moab and Midian set out with money to pay Balaam to place a curse upon Israel. They went to Balaam and delivered Balak's message to him. you got to stay with me right here. There's some of you that are facing some things and it will be the future will be determined by how you approach what you're facing. It may be the trial of your life. It may feel like the most negative thing that's ever happened to you. But I want you to hear your bishop today. God wants you 
to turn it around. So that night, God pays Balaam a visit. Balaam, I want you to hear this. Since these men have come for you, get up and go with them. But only do what I tell you to do. I'd just like to rise on this Sunday morning to tell you, hell is not in control. I'd just like to tell you this morning, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Seated. Wait just a minute here. I, I, I'm not. I don't, don't want to get sidelined here. But would you just smile this morning? <laughs> Y'all are scaring me to death. <laughs> Come on, smile a little bit. There we go. I'm feeling better already. I've got good news this morning. I didn't come here to depress you. I didn't come here to push you down. I came here to elevate you. I came here to lift you up because that's what God does. So, when Balak hears that Balaam is on the way. He went out to meet him at a Moabite town on the Arnon River at the farthest border of his land. And he's a little ticked off because Balaam just didn't jump up and run at his beckoning command. He said, didn't I send you an urgent message? Why didn't you come right away? Balak asked Balaam. He said, didn't you believe me when I said I would reward you richly? Balaam said, look, I'm here, but I have no power. Somebody say no power. I have no power to say whatever I want. I wish you'd learn that. I wish you'd get that. The devil has no power to say whatever he wants to say, whenever he wants to say it, to whoever he wants to say it to. He said, I... I want you to understand something. 
I will speak only the message that God puts in my mouth. Now, you got to understand something. Balaam's not a godly prophet. He's a spiritual hitman. He's the one that all the kings in the land, when they want their enemy to be cursed, they call Balaam and say, look, we need you to come over here and do your thing. We need you to come over here and do a little hex. Cast a little curse. Come on now, I'm, I'm not talking about, but Balaam is saying, listen, I want you to understand something right now. I can only say what God says. I can Now, I, I could blast off right here, but I'm not going to do that because I want you to get what I'm about to tell you. Balaam said to Balak, stand here by your burnt offerings and I'll go see what the Lord says. Then I'll tell you whatever he reveals to me. So Balaam went alone to the top of a bare hill. And God met him there. And Balaam said to him, I prepared seven altars and have sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each altar. The Lord gave Balaam a message for King Balak. Go back to Balak and give him my message. So Balaam returned, found the king standing beside his burnt offerings with all of the officials of Moab. This was the message that Balaam delivered. Balak summoned me to come from Aram. The king of Moab brought me from the eastern hills. Come, he said, curse Jacob for me. Come and announce Israel's doom. And how can I curse those whom God has not cursed? Ah, help me, Holy Ghost. I feel something about to break in somebody's life here right now. How can I condemn those whom the Lord has not condemned? Balak looks at Balaam and says, what have you done to me? I brought you to curse my enemies. Instead, you've blessed them. Balak, he's frightened by the reports of the Israelites coming in. He decided to hire Balaam to pronounce a curse upon Israel so that he'll be able to defeat them in the war. Ancient Near Eastern kings often expected prophets and diviners 
to pronounce judgment upon their enemy before every battle. Just stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I'll preach in a minute. A pagan, if you will, sets out to earn his reward. Reward. And a curse gets the coin, so to speak. Balaam gets to the hilltop and he gets another answer. He sees the children of Israel spread out, ready to do war. Balak demands that Balaam curse the Israelites. The scene I read to you repeats three times on three different occasions Balaam attempts to do what he was paid to do which was curse Israel. Instead Balaam pronounces blessings over Israel and ultimately flips the script and curses Balak and all the forces gathered with him. Oh, God woke me up this morning and he told me to tell you. Say, how do you know it was me? Because he knew who was going to be here. God sent me on this Sunday morning to tell you, get ready. I'm about to flip the script in your life. Come on, I'm about to turn it around. Come on, I don't care what hell said. Hell's not in charge. You know in the end, you're going to win. I said you're going to win. I, 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 I want you to get this scene in your head. Balaam was on assignment to curse, but bless us. Balaam was on assignment to pronounce destruction, but instead announces divine favor. Balaam was on assignment to speak words of death, but instead utters words of life. Balaam was on the scene assigned to usher in defeat but instead ushers in victory. I just stopped by today to tell you that we need to get involved in the cancel culture. There have been words of cursing Assigned to your children. There have been moments of destruction. 
designed for your life. There have been declarations of death prepared for your dream. I need someone to rise up and cancel those words today. I need someone to rise up and cancel those plans today. I need someone to rise up and cancel those schemes today. I said it's time for the people of God to turn it around. God is going to save your children. God is going to fix your family. God is going to heal your body. God is going to move in your finances. Come on, help me praise him right now. God is going to send revival. God is going to give us harvest. You can be seated. Listen to your bishop. I want you to hear me well. God has determined to bless you. Listen to me. God so desires to bless you. Listen. God so desires to bless you that he'll even use those determined to curse you to bless you. He can cause those who are planning your destruction to set you up for victory. He can use those who are aligning themselves right now to cause you pain to instead usher you into a season of favor. He's determined to bless you. You need to know that. You need to believe that God is determined to bless you. Come on, say. I will 
be blessed. Oh, let's try it again. I will be blessed. Oh, come on. Once you get that, I said once you get that, once you embrace that, it doesn't matter what comes your way, you're going to be blessed. Listen to it. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. Watch this. The word of God just jumped out at me. When I begin to think about what Paul said, he said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Let me tell you what your trials getting ready to do. It's about to expose the world to the glory of God that dwells within you. Come on. Your trial is going to produce the miraculous. Uh, Your trial is going to produce encouragement. Uh, Your trial is going to produce strength. Uh, Your trial is going to produce help. Come on, somebody. It's about to produce the glory of God in you. I may be in pain right now, but I know it's going to produce promise. I may be in trouble right now, but I know it will produce trust. I may be suffering right now, but I know because God is so determined to bless me that my suffering will simply set me up for a greater season. The thing working against me is actually working for me. Oh, let me just mention that one more time. I said the thing working against me is actually working for me. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little aside here for just a minute, and then I'll get back to where I'm going. But I'm going to tell you something. Some of you have become so content in your circumstances because it renders unto you attention and sympathy. Come on now. It provides you a distraction from doing what you know you need to do. Uh, You're not going to help me right now, but I'm going to preach anyway. It provides for you an excuse not to do what you know to do. 
Well, it must be the will of God. I've already told you the will of God. God wants to bless you. God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to save you. You got to turn it around. You got to tell hell today. I'm not accepting one more word from you. I'm not receiving one more curse from you. I'm not receiving one more trial from you. I am blessed. Come on, clap your hands and praise. person who thinks they're on an assignment to devastate me may just end up being on assignment to bless me instead. Look at your neighbor and I want you to tell them right now, God can reverse the curse. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. Let me hurry. For our present troubles, light affliction is but for a moment. But watch what it does. It worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight. So if we know that God is determined to bless us, then we must become determined to be blessed. How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Oh, my back. My head, my kids, my finances. Uh-uh. I'm tired of the devil's curses. I've made up my mind. I'm going to turn it around. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I got everything that I need. Come on, somebody. I may not be totally healed, but I'm going to be totally healed. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about you need to turn it around. If God says you're blessed, you're blessed. It, but I'm tired. You're still blessed. But I'm weary. You're still blessed. Come on, somebody. You need to start accepting the fact you are blessed. Bishop, that sounds real simple. How do we do that? Here you go. Ready? 
We must learn to only say what God says. Hey, Balaam, I need you to come over here and take care of my enemy. I need you to curse them. He said, wait just a minute. Let me tell you something. He said, I can't say anything that God won't let me say. Ah, so Balaam steps up and he's almost got the money in his hand. It's about payday. And he gets up and starts to do what he's been paid to do. To curse Israel. And he says, I bless them. They're going to be victorious. They're going to win the land. They're going to win the... Ah, come on, I'm trying to help somebody right now. You need to only learn to say what God says. God doesn't say you're defeated. God says you're victorious. God doesn't say you're sick. God says you're healed. Now, I'm about to, I'm about to hurt you right here. I don't mean to, but I'm going to. Some of you are participating in your destruction by repeating what the doctor said. The counselor said. The ex-spouse said about you. No. No. Cancel those words. Cancel those words by only saying what God says about you. Now, if you'd rather sit around and suck your thumb, let me tell you something. Listen to me right here. I know this sounds harsh, but I want you to listen to me right here. You are literally agreeing with the curse when you don't speak what God tells you to speak. Every time you repeat... What someone else says you are, you're canceling God's word about you. You need to get determined to be blessed. Everything around you may look like a curse, but refuse to agree with that. Cancel that. I said cancel that. 
Say only what God says about you. Only say what God says about your finances. Only say what God says about your body. Only say what God says about your mind. Only say what God says about your family. Only say what God says about your business. Only say what God says about your ministry. Come on, I need somebody to help me right here. It's time to turn it around. I said it's time to turn it around. I'm about to close. Tell you something. You need to quit agreeing with your curses. Oh, now, Bishop, I, I still got. No, you don't. Well, it's still in my body. No, it's not. Say, well, I feel it. God said you're healed. Well. What if I die? God said you're healed. That's right. Amen. Well, what if the lawyer says it's irreconcilable differences? God said, I'm going to reconcile. What if the devil says, throw in the towel, it's over. God said, just get them to the house of God and get them in an altar and watch what I'll do. You see, God wants us to be blessed. Brother Haney, God doesn't want us to be sad. God doesn't want us to be unhappy. God doesn't want us to be depressed. God wants us to be blessed. Isaiah 54 and 17. Put it up for me real quick. Trying to hurry. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon. that is formed against thee shall prosper. Oh, we stop right there and shout a little bit, but look at the rest of it. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I come to tell you, it don't matter what they say. It don't matter what they do. It don't matter what they try. I cancel it. I, I cancel it. You cancel it. Come on, I'm talking about cancel culture. Shut the mouth of the lion. Shut the mouth of the devil. 
Shut the mouth of your naysayer. God said, I'll take care of them if you speak my blessing in your life. Come on, stand with me. People will make weapons to fight against you. But their weapons will not defeat you. Every tongue that rises against you. Every assigned word of destruction has been canceled over your life. Are you a servant of the Lord? Are you a servant of the Lord? If you're a servant of the Lord, then it's your heritage and God has an inheritance for you. Some of you have had words of death spoken over you. They'll always be sick, they say. They'll always be like their parents. They'll always be lonely. They'll always be sad. They'll always be broken. And it's time to quit agreeing with those words. And instead agree with the words of God. I think for some of us, the pagan Balaam understood it better than us. He said, I can't go beyond the word of God. I'm telling you right now, if I know anything in the Holy Ghost, 